It's time for another Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald. We are sponsored today, as always, by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me, as always, Mike Sauter. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm good. I'm doing, uh, doing well. Doing well today. We got a rainy day here, but I think it's the perfect time to do our one-month check-in on fall sports. You've been at a variety of events, and it's probably the weirdest fall season in quite a while. It feels kind of empty with no OPS teams. What's it been like at games? Um, it's been, you know, different. I guess the first first week or two was kind of weird. That first game, that Thursday night game was Elkhorn South Midwest, and it was really quiet. Um, The prep West side game, same thing. And that game normally would be just packed and loud and student sections packed and all that because it's a big rivalry. And it was, it was kind of eerily quiet. Um, But now I guess this most recent week, they, they bumped the student sections up to seniors and visiting seniors. Visiting teams can have a hundred seniors in the Metro. And um, so that's kind of given a little more environment to it. Um, At first you could really hear coaches and fans and everything kind of sharing their opinion, I guess, if you will, uh, towards referees and other things, which uh, was kind of funny slash interesting. Um, but now I think it's gotten a little bit, you know, it's gotten a little bit more normal, um, the outside of the Metro or, you know, lower classes, um, are kind of allowing like normal, if you will. So, or a lot closer to normal with student sections and no limit on fans really. And, and things like that. So, um, or if the limits there, it's been, you know, up to so many people in general can show up. So it's been it's been interesting, I guess, for football games. And, you know, volleyball has been a little a little interesting. And the little bit of volleyball that I've been to, it's been, um, you know, just kind of fans or family members. Um, and that's kind of really how it is anyway. So I don't think a lot's changed there. Um, you know, not, not a lot – it, the play hasn't changed, right? It doesn't re- hasn't really affected that. Now, a game-winning field goal, stuff like that, if there's student sections or a little more environment, maybe the pressure is a little different. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's, I think it's been okay. I mean, I'd rather have uh, games going on than not. So um, if, if you got to live through, you know, some restrictions as far as who can attend, then, then that's fine with me. How, how do you think uh, quarantine has affected a few teams? Sam McEwen went and saw um, Creighton Prep this past week to watch A.J. Rollins. He noted that Junior Jays seemed sluggish. Um, what have you seen from, from that aspect? Um, you know, I guess I haven't seen a team yet come off of quarantine after, like, being in it or not. But I would imagine that, you know, you're going to have a little bit of that right just the sluggish or the or the kind of slower starts maybe the first quarter is a little slower than normal 
Um, you know, those sort of things, I guess I, I, I would imagine that that would happen if teams are coming off of a week where they're not playing or two um, in a row. So like, like prep did. And, um, you know, prep started slow against West side to that first game. That was what, five, four or five weeks ago now. So um, maybe that's just kind of them. Um, so that could be, could be something else there. I, I, you know, as the season goes on, the more quarantine stuff that happens, we'll see. Uh, I mean, Bellevue West didn't start slow and they, and they had a week off. So they, they started pretty fast. Um, and, and that didn't seem to affect them at all. What about, what about team celebrations, sidelines, coaching huddles in, in softball, volleyball, football? Does it seem more muted this year? It's obviously a high increase in, you know, people wearing masks, but how, what's, what's that look like this year? I don't, I don't think it's changed much at all. Um, I, I don't think really there's been, um, maybe it's not as loud or whatever, but really if there's more people in the stands and more environment, you don't hear it anyway. Um, but it's, I don't think much has changed if, if anything at all, um, as far as on the sideline or, or kids, you know, teammates cheering and stuff like that. I, I don't think that's uh, changed much. The one thing that has changed is there's no after the game handshake, um, which a lot of people have commented, well, you're playing against someone for, in football right you're on the field you know touching each other but after the game you can't uh, give a handshake it's a little different and um you know volleyball there's in softball there's been the kind of just wave uh at each other like hey good game thank you bye um so that that stuff's a little different it's um it's also kind of like does it need to happen you know anyway right so what what do you think, um, given the way that this fall season has gone, what do you think winter sports will look like? Do you think that they'll be as normal? Do you think they'll need to do anything different for those? Um, I think they'll be a lot different as far as uh, – because it's just inside, right? Um, not only do you just have the regular flu season, but it – now you're talking, you know, having games inside basketball, uh, wrestling, stuff like that. So those, those winter sports are all indoors, um, swimming, all that. I, th I think the restrictions will be pretty stiff um, as far as who can attend games. There's a lot of casual fan uh, that just shows up to basketball games. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I don't, you know, you're not going to be able to see that. Um, in the winter, I, I would suspect that, that it'll be really tight. And that'll be the one thing without, if there isn't student sections, that'll be the one thing. That'll be the one, basketball will be the one thing that, student sections really matter a ton, I think, and, and do play a big difference in uh, basketball, probably more than football, because just the pro close proximity. I look at a, a gym like Westside, which is kind of tight. Um, and they can have a big student section and, and they can get loud and all that. So I, I look at that as, um, a place that, uh, that likely is, you know, that'll affect things, right. It'll, there'll be a little more of a stale environment. It won't be, um, super kind of energetic and, and all that. So it'll be on the kids to provide that energy or the bench players or, um, 
you know, it'll be on them to, or the coaching staffs or coaches to, to have that energy. Um, one thing that, that, you know, if I just go back to the uh, boys state basketball tournament, you could hear coaches calling out plays uh, every play because it was kind of that stale environment. And uh, I think that'll be, that'll be kind of neat. And you'll see who scouted who maybe a little better because if one coach calls a play on the other side, then maybe they switch a defense or call out the play um, um, from the opposing team. Um, they just say, Hey, this is coming, watch this, you know, stuff like that. So uh, that'll be certainly be interesting. And that's and that's the one thing that's kind of disappointing in all of this. Um, I mean, I know we talk about Hunter Salas a ton, but that's the unique thing about having a guy like Hunter Salas in the state is, you know, this is the first time in Nebraska there's been a top 10 player and the casual fan to be able to go and watch that guy play for, you know, you get a ticket for five, ten dollars That's a unique experience that people will miss out on sharing as well as just the you know, the second guy off the bench that, you know, hey, maybe his buddies want to go and watch him play, that mm. you're just – there's a lot of stuff about this that is just disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you just look at last year alone at Millard North. They had they had multiple games that were sold out where they, they had to shut the doors and told people they couldn't come in. Or it was really close if it wasn't. I mean, when I say multiple, I mean probably just about every home game. Um and that a lot of that was like the little kid going, the, the dad taking the son or daughter or, you know, whatever to uh, watch, you know, Miller North play last year or Bellevue West and Chucky Hepburn and um, watch, just going to watch those uh, athletes play um, because they're just special and, and different is uh, something that is going to uh, be greatly affected. I, you know, you're just not going to be able to have that. I don't think um, in the winter and you're not having that right now in the, in the fall, as far as football is concerned too. So I think there'll be a, that that's the kind of one thing that stinks the most as a, as a dad and as a parent um, I took my daughter to a game last year and she still talks about it um, about like, can we get a hot dog and a pizza and go watch basketball game? I mean, it's just, you know, memories and things like that, that, that people won't be able to have. Yeah. Circling back to football here and kind of a one month checkpoint, who have been some of the early season standouts? Yeah. You know, you have, um, there's been, I guess a lot, if you, if you look at it, I mean, um, guys that we kind of knew were good or going to have a good season. You, you look at, uh, I look at Millard South and TJ Irvine's had a heck of a year. Um, basically, all the guys from West Side, Cole Payton's had a had a different year where he's um, played multiple positions and um, kind of the expectation for him was was to be really good and be able to play some safety and some maybe work in a tight end and obviously play quarterback. So um, those are, um, I guess the the stereotypical guys that we kind of expected to do well have done well um, early, I guess. Um, Bellevue West has only played two games, and Keegan Johnson had a heck of a game last Friday night against Millard South, and that's what you expect. You expect that kind of a game from a kid like that, and he did. He showed up and, and showed out, as they say. Um, the, so there hasn't been 
I don't know. I mean, the, you know, you look at a, even lower classes, you look at like uh, Bennington's Tyler LeClaire had a, had a really good start to the year. Um, you know, uh, a guy like Aiden Young at Elkhorn High running back defensive backs had a really good start. Isaac Robinson's in that mix too, as far as guys that you expected to have a good, good year and are uh, both those guys are Elkhorn guys. Um, you know, uh, someone like, uh, um, trying to think you, you, someone like even, uh, um, Eli Larson at St. Paul, they're three and one, they lost to Pierce early and he's had a heck of a year. He's, um, second in the state right now in rushing. Um, and you just, he's an every down guy. Um, so he's, he's a kid that, um, was really good last year and, and uh, lost in, I think they lost in the semis in C2 and now they're in C1. Uh, and they're off to a hot start. Um, Heinrich Harburg has had a really good start to the year, minus the St. Paul game was kind of tough. Um, so really just the the guys that we expected to be good have been good. Yeah. What about some under-the-radar guys, some guys that are popping on the scene that the names that fans don't know but should recognize? Yeah, uh, I guess starting with quarterback Lincoln East is Noah Walters. He's just a junior. Um, he has over 1400 yards, um, passing and they, they pass a lot. So, but he's still pretty good. He throws a nice ball. He had a, he had a, a really nice game against Miller North, uh, last week. And, uh, his, uh, go-to or number one receiver is Carter Glenn, who, um, frankly, I've known as just more of a basketball player, um, uh, throughout his high school career, he's, he's started the last few years at point guard for Lincoln East, and he's over 500 yards receiving. Um, he's he's had, a, had a great start as a receiver. Uh, also played a lot more. I mean, you can't really take uh, statistics and say, okay, well, they play – because teams haven't played a number of games and all that. Like, if you look at LVS, they would if they've played every game, they, they'd be – in the state leaders as far as, um, you know, statistics are concerned. One Bellevue West guy, LJ Richardson, their running back, um, man, he had a, he had a great game against Millard South and Millard South is a really good team. And, um, LJ made it kind of look easy at times. And, um, he's, you know, coming in, replacing Jay Ducker. There's a lot of expectation for that position. And he has more than held his own. I, I would say, easily held his own um another couple of running backs uh christian uh, Manessis from plattsmouth is is over 600 yards and just a bruiser he's not the biggest guy as far as height but he's put together really well and and uh has really really uh, you know jump started i guess that that running game for plattsmouth they're undefeated um off to a really nice start for them um, um, Rashad Madden from Ralston there Ralston's two and two and, and he's more of a burner and not not sort of a bruiser like Manessis is and but he can really really run and he uh, he's fast and, and has had a nice start um, uh, you look at kind of defensively uh, Papillion junior Will Hubert has 10 sacks 
and that leads the state. I mean, it's 10 sacks in what, four games. So uh, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, he's got some recruiting interest stuff kind of starting to pop and his teammate, I guess, uh, Luke Lindenmeyer tight end. He's had a nice start to the year too at Papillion. That game, uh, they play Elkhorn South Friday. I think that's a pretty interesting matchup because both teams have a lot of skill guys and speed and all of that um, and how they match up. Um, you know, Ben Warren at Elkhorn South is a, is a really good running back. If he's, you know, fully healthy, I know he's been uh, dinged up a little bit. So um, he's gotten some recruiting. It's, it's one of ours to watch. Um, a matchup in Class A. Number four, Elkhorn South, three and one. Papio unranked, but two and two. They're probably a little bit better than what their record is. What what can we expect from that one? Well, I think you're going to really see a just – I mean, Elkhorn South has the, the probably the better line and um, more experienced line. Um, that'll be huge, right? Um, you know, you have Prohaska, Cooper Taylor, Isaac Zadiska that have been – now three-year starters, um, you know, being able to establish the run will be huge for Elkhorn South, and um, they use a mixture of guys, right? So, um, they, Makai Nelson Douglas, I think, will be back this week after he had to quarantine, um, and I think he's finally kind of going to go be full go this week, which he's probably their best defender. Not probably, he's their best defender at Elkhorn South. So. Him and Hubert, like I said, will be two guys that uh, uh, to keep an eye on in, in that game. So uh, Tyson Mooney is a, is a guy for Papillion that can, if he gets in space, can take it to the house. He's a nice athlete too. Um, Joey Hylock has been uh, a really good, really good in the kicking game for Papillion. And if it comes down to that or, you know, needing a long kick, he can definitely get the job done. Um, and he's a good athlete too. So, um, like really you look for can Elkhorn South establish the run with their big line? Um, what can Papillion do to, to stop the run and can Papillion move the ball on, um, Elkhorn South? I, I, I think, I think they can, um, uh, it's just going to be a, a matter of, uh, uh, you know, can they convert touchdowns instead of, you know, field goals is obviously. Uh, a thing obviously turnovers is a big is a big uh deal too so um little inexperienced little more inexperienced at quarterback for papillion um uh, and uh krause the quarterback at elkhorn south is um got dinged up in the first game or sick or something like that um in the in the first game kind of missed some time looks like he's back to full health right now um and he's a He's a, a really talented guy that that uh, um, I think is is a really good athlete, and he should be able to make a, a pretty big impact for them, um, and even in the running game too. So um, we'll see. It should be should be a good game. It's probably the best game in, in the Metro if you look at it. Or Miller West and Miller West and Prep, I, I think, is a good game as well. Yeah, that one that one isn't on our list, but we can talk about Millard West prep a little bit. Um, why don't you break down that one? Give us a quick kind of thirty second synopsis. Yeah, prep. You know, fought back. I guess um, against Lincoln Southeast, couldn't kind of come all the way back to get the win on uh, the late game on Friday night. 
Um, Millard West has had, a, like they always do, one of the toughest schedules so far in the state. Um, you know, I, Millard West will just do what they do. They like to run the ball, uh, have, an, have a few athletes to get the ball to, a really well-coached team. Um, that one is – that one's going to be pretty big, I think, as far as playoff seedings and when that comes out and how that comes out because a lot of it will be head-to-head and who be who. and. Um, both teams are in that, you know, right now it looks like both teams are going to be somewhere in that 6 to 10 range. Um, and that could mean, uh, you know, if you're in the top eight, you get a bye with the playoff time, first round. So, I mean, I, I think a lot of that will, will matter. And, and if you get the bye, then you get a home game, you know, all those things. So I, 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 I think um, this that game will be pretty big as far as, uh, the playoff seeding stuff is concerned. Yeah. Our other class A matchup to watch number seven, Carney, 0 and 2, traveling to number two, Bellevue West, coming in 2 and 0. And we've talked about Bellevue West quite a bit. So let's let's discuss how that's it's a bit of a rough start for the Bearcats. 0 and 2 had some games missed because of quarantine. And then you're jumping right back into a road trip to Bellevue West. <laughs> Uh, not the easiest game to come off of quarantine, right? Um, probably could have or should have beat Lincoln Southeast at the beginning of the year in the first game. Um, lost uh, through an a interception in the red zone in the last kind of minute or whatever. Um, played West Side, and now they play Bellevue West. So they played uh, in, the, in their three games that they're, I guess, going to play. They played – three of the top five teams in the state, um, kind of a tough schedule. <laughs> um, so, but it, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's a really tough task. Bellevue West played a game last week after missing two and, um, and, and kind of got a chance to see against a good opponent in Millard South things they can work on or get better at things that they know they're good at. Right. Like, um, getting Keegan the Johnson, Keegan Johnson the ball as much as possible. Um, you know, maybe maybe they can involve uh, Mike O'Reilly and Caden Helms a little more. And uh, Davon Hall, the freshman, he only he had two catches, and maybe get him the ball a little more. They know L.J. Richardson, like I said, can run the ball. Their defense is really really good. Kirk here, uh, their middle linebacker, had a great game last week. Um, and, and so did Jack McDonald and C.J. Lillenkamp, the safety, had a, a, had a, a really big interception late in the game. Uh, tough one for Carney to, to come in, especially off, having not played for two weeks. Um, it's it's, it's going to be a, a really tough challenge. Yeah. And our last game here is your Pinnacle Bank game of the week in Class C2, number two, David City Aquinas. At number one, Oakland Craig. Both teams come in at four and zero. A good, good early season test here, and this this might be the best game of the week across the state. Yeah, it it uh, it certainly is. I I think it certainly is. Um, it'll be. Uh, it might not last very long. <laughs> um, it, the the both teams like to run the ball a lot, and um, you know I I think. Uh, I think we'll we'll see very few uh, passing attempts. the 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 cool thing, I guess, in this game is you have 
Aquinas, who, like I said, loves to run the ball and is really successful at doing so against uh, two really good linebackers that I think really, frankly, any team in the state would like to have um, in Mike Brands and uh, Nelson from Oakland Craig. So that'll be the which, – which one of those two sides of the ball, right? Which, which kind of stars, if you will. I mean, Kyle Napier is a, a really good athlete um, uh, for Aquinas, and he's a – they use him a bunch of different ways. He's a really good corner, can come up and stop in the run game, but he, he can play some running back, some receiver. He can uh, be a quarterback too. Um, that, that'll be, uh, I guess, really, really, really interesting to see how uh, he does against those two linebackers from Oakland Craig. Um, they, uh, they, they can run the ball, like I said, uh, really, really well. Uh, Michael Andell was a kid that I liked when I saw Aquinas play in week one against Newman. He's kind of a bruising type, more of like a fullback. Um, really, it's just going to come to, obviously, it's going to come down to who can run the ball and who can stop the run. I mean, that's that's basically what it is. Um, it does, uh, which, which set of stars kind of does better, right? Um, and, and, and frankly, Aquinas doesn't have, you know, just one star. They, they like to share the ball a little bit. So, um, it's, you know, Aquinas is not real big. Um, neither is, is Oakland Craig, but, uh, those two linebackers slash offensive linemen, I guess, um, are, are pretty good. Uh, Brands plays linebacker and I think offensive tackle. So um, that's, that's kind of an interesting thing. But sometimes at that level, you, you need kids to play both ways and you, um, you obviously have to um, kind of adjust and, and you want to put your best football players on the field in, as much as you can. Will be a good early season test, kind of playoff game atmosphere for these teams. We'll look forward to your coverage during the game for the Pinnacle Bank game of the week and any prep zones coverage of the rest of the week's action Thursday and Friday night. Until next time, thanks for listening. As the official team doctors for high school and college teams across greater Omaha, MD West One Sports Med doctors can get you back into the game stronger than ever. Meet the Sports Med team at mdwestone.com or call 402-390-4111.